When an emotionally broken man is using a woman, he'll show these signs. Now, welcome to the tricky world of emotional games, where signs are subtle and red flags often masquerade as roses. Now, today we're diving into the telltale indicators of an emotionally broken man who might be using a woman as a lifeboat rather than as a loving partner. Now, buckle up for a bumpy but enlightening ride. I'm Brody Boyd with Magnetize Your Man, and as a love coach for over 13 years, here's what I've seen. Now, sign number one is a lack of emotional reciprocity. Now, imagine you're pouring your heart out, sharing your day, your dreams, your worries, and in return, you get a robotic, that's nice, or even just a nod. It's like throwing a ball and it never comes back. Now, that's a lack of emotional reciprocity, a big sign of an emotionally broken man using a woman. He takes your love, care, and time, but doesn't seem willing to give his own. Now, emotional reciprocity is the backbone of healthy relationship. It's a two-way street. If only one person is doing all the emotional heavy lifting, it's exhausting and unfair. You know, you deserve love and attention too, not just to give it all away. Now, some other examples of this can be when you cheer him up when he's down, but when you've had a tough day, he's suddenly too busy. You remember his favorite movie, but he doesn't even know your favorite color. It's like you're reading a whole book about him, but he's only skimmed your introduction. Now, a famous quote once said, never make someone a priority when all you are to them is an option. Now, this means if he isn't putting effort into your relationship, making it clear that you're important to him, then why are you giving him VIP treatment in your life? Now, picture your relationship as a garden. Emotional reciprocity is like both partners watering the plants. But if only one partner is holding the hose, the other side of the garden dries out and withers. Now, don't let your love become one-sided garden that only blossoms in his favor. Now, back in the caveman days, emotional reciprocity was key for survival. Now, partners needed to work together, support each other, and communicate to stay alive. It was about we, not just me. Now, if a man was all take and no give, he wasn't a good partner for the hard work of prehistoric life. Now, in today's world, we, we still need an emotional teamwork for our psychological well-being, not just for dodging saber-toothed tigers. Now, in the court of Henry VIII of England, Anne Boylan was smitten with Henry, who was initially, initially passionate but later infamously cold. Henry was known to be emotionally distant and demanding, while Anne was expected to be constantly devoted. When Henry's affections moved elsewhere, Anne's fate was sealed, highlighting the perils of one-sided emotional commitment. Now, when a man is emotionally broken, he may have difficulty being vulnerable due to past traumas or deep-rooted fears of rejection or abandonment. Now, this emotional disengagement is a protective mechanism, avoiding further emotional pain. But it creates an imbalanced dynamic in the relationship where one partner is constantly giving while the other partner is withholding. A study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that couples who engage in mutual emotional disclosure are significantly more satisfied in their relationships. Now, in stark contrast, couples where one partner consistently withholds emotional engagement are more likely to report dissatisfaction and ultimately to break up. The Bible in Matthew 7.12 says, Therefore, whatever you want someone to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. The verse, known as the golden rule, emphasizes importance of treating others as you want to be treated. In the context of a relationship, this suggests that emotional reciprocity, giving love and care as you wish to receive, is fundamental to a godly and respectful partnership. 
Now, some might argue that emotional reciprocity isn't necessary for a relationship to work. They might cite examples of relationships where one partner is naturally more expressive and the other more reserved, yet they find balance and satisfaction in their dynamic. Now, the key here, though, is that both partners are content and agree with this balance. It isn't a source of pain or neglect for either side. Now, conversely, imagine a scenario where the emotionally broken man becomes the one who is more open, vulnerable, and communicative, while the woman becomes emotionally distant. In this reversal, the woman might be the one who is protective of her emotions due to her past, while the man becomes the emotional anchor in the relationship. Now, sign number two is avoiding commitment like the plague. Now, this is when a man consistently sidesteps any talk or thought of commitment. You might hear a lot of, let's see where this goes but that where remains mysteriously undefined. This could mean he's emotionally broken and isn't ready or willing to dive into anything serious again. He's using the relationship as a temporary emotional crutch without any intention of truly committing. Now, commitment is the bedrock of a serious, meaningful relationship. If he's constantly avoiding it, you may be just a placeholder until something better comes along. Now, knowing this can save you a deep, Uh, a heap of time, emotions, and ice cream tubs. Now, some specific examples of this could be he's vague about future plans and avoids including you in them, or you've never met his friends or family and he has no intention of changing that, or he dodges conversations about your relationship status like Neo dodges bullets in the Matrix. Now, a famous quote said, don't let your fear of your past affect the outlook of your future. Live for what tomorrow has to bring, not what yesterday has taken away. Now, this implies that while it's understandable that past hurt can shape behavior, it shouldn't dictate the future actions. Our man here may be leading, le- letting past wounds dictate his inability to commit. Now, think of him as a boat adrift at sea. He's there, but not anchored to anything or anyone. He drifts wherever the current, his emotions, take him, never settling in one harbor, a committed relationship because that means dropping anchor, and anchors are heavy. This image paints a vivid picture of his emotional state, present but not grounded, always ready to float away at the slightest hint of commitment storm approaching. Now, men are often wired to spread their genes wildly as a means of ensuring their lineage survives. Now, in modern times, this could translate into a fear of commitment due to a subconscious desire not to be tied down. For an emotionally broken man, this impulse may be amplified by past traumas, making the concept of commitment feel like an external threat to his autonomy and freedom. Now again, Henry VIII, King of England in the 16th century, is a prime example of a man avoiding commitment, despite actually getting married. A lot. You know, he had six wives, but was notorious for how he disposed of them when when they didn't suit his needs. Through annulment, execution, or divorce. His avoidance of commitment was tied to his obsession with producing a male heir and keeping his political power intact, showing that he avoided commitment, how that avoiding commitment can exist in many forms and can be tied to deeper issues of fear, control, or in Henry's case, dynasty preservation. Now, commitment issues, also known as commitment phobia or relationship anxiety, often stem from past traumas or deep-rooted fears. For example, someone who has witnessed a messy divorce might subconsciously associate commitment with pain and loss. Now, this could activate their attachment system, the brain's way of handling close relationships, in a way that encourages him to avoid intimacy and closeness as a form of self-protection. Now, a study in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that people with commitment issues tend to view their partners less positively and consider alternative partners as more attractive. 
this grass is greener syndrome keeps them perpetually on the lookout for something better, preventing true commitment. Not all men who avoid commitment are using someone. Some people are genuinely not ready for committed relationship due to personal reasons such as focusing on career, health, or self-growth. Now, it's essential to communicate and understand the context of each man's circumstances. Avoiding commitment isn't inherently malicious. It might also be a sign of self-awareness and honesty if he's open about it. Now, interestingly, the avoidance of commitment can sometimes reverse when the person realizes what they stand to lose. For instance, a man who has been avoiding commitment might experience a significant life event like a health scare or profound personal loss that makes him reevaluate his priorities. Now, in these moments of stark clarity, he might realize the depth of his feelings and decide that commitment is not a burden, but a blessing, allowing for a deep and meaningful connection with another person. Now, sign number three is a lack of accountability and blame shifting. Now, a lack of accountability and blame shifting is like the notorious game of not it. You know, remember when kids shout not it to avoid being the one chosen for a task? Well, here's the grown-up style. Now, this means when something goes wrong, instead of owning up to his part in it, the guy quickly points his finger at someone else, in this case, the woman. It's not me, it's you, he shouts, even when it's clearly not her fault. Now, this is important because in a healthy relationship, both parties should be willing to take responsibility for their actions and work towards solutions together. Now, the blame game is a draining cycle that blocks personal growth and breeds resentment, creating a toxic environment. It's the equivalent of trying to clean a window with a dirty rag. Now, some examples of this could include, you know, after showing up late for a date, instead of apologizing, he says, well, if you weren't so picky about where we eat, I wouldn't be late. Or instead of being honest about his lack of communication, he says, you're just too clingy. Normal people don't need to text all day. Or instead of owning up to forgetting your anniversary, he turns it around. You never remind me of anything, so it's your fault I forgot. You know, Winston Churchill once said, the price of greatness is responsibility. This is basically saying that stepping up and owning your actions is a hallmark of a strong, mature, masculine individual. For our emotionally broken man, for an emotionally broken man, avoiding this price means he's dodging the chance to grow and be a great partner. Now think of him as a sailor steering a ship in a storm, but instead of taking control, he's throwing his map and compass overboard and blaming the sea for being too rough. You know, a true captain faces the storm and navigates through it, but our guy, he'd rather toss the tools that help him and blame the ocean for his woes. You know, in ancient times, avoiding blame could be seen as a survival strategy. In early human societies, being perceived as weak or faulty or a faulty member could result in excommunication from the tribe, which was often a death sentence. Now, thus, shifting blame to others could have been a way to avoid this social death. But today, however, in context of a romantic relationship, the strategy is less about survival and more about avoiding emotional intimacy and vulnerability, which are key components of a healthy partnership. Now, legend has it when Rome was engulfed in flames, Emperor Nero didn't fiddle, didn't just fiddle while Rome burned. He blamed the catastrophe on the Christians. Instead of assuming any sort of responsibility for the inadequate response to the crisis, Nero deflected blame onto a vulnerable group. This is an early example of a leader shifting blame to others instead of taking responsibility for his own actions or shortcomings. Now, defensive projection is a psychological defense mechanism where an individual attributes their own unacceptable thoughts, feelings, or motives to another person. 
In this context, the emotionally broken man might project his own insecurities or failures onto the woman, blaming her for problems that he is actually causing or exacerbating. This may be a subconscious act to protect his own ego from confronting his own issues. Now, a study published in the Journal of Social and Clinical Psychology found that individuals with high levels of narcissism were more likely to engage in blame-shifting behavior. They avoided acknowledging their role in problems, which perseveres their self-image, preserves their self-image, but hinders their relationships. Now, this supports the notion that blame-shifting isn't just a quirky habit. It can also be associated with deeper personality issues. Now, the Bible in Matthew 7, 3 says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, but pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Now, this quote underscores the hypocrisy of criticizing others while having bigger issues oneself. In our scenario, the emotionally broken man is quick to point out a perceived flaw in the woman, the speck, while ignoring his own significant issues, the plank, that might be contributing to the problem. Now, one might argue that sometimes people are unfairly blamed for things that they tr- that truly aren't their fault, and defending oneself in such cases isn't blame-shifting, but standing up for oneself. Now, it's important to distinguish between situations where someone is genuinely being wrongly accused and scenarios where an individual is constantly avoiding responsibility. Now, instead of an emotionally broken man using a woman, consider an emotionally healed man uplifting a woman. Now, in this alternative scenario where conflicts arise, the man doesn't point fingers but introspects and communicates. He would say, I understand why you're upset and I see how my actions contributed to this. Let's work on a solution together. Now, this man doesn't shield himself with blame. He uses conflicts as a chance to grow closer with his partner and strengthen their bond by tackling issues as a team. So there you have it, the not-it game of relationships and dodging accountability like a pro. But remember, a strong relationship is built on teamwork and owning our actions, not pointing fingers. And hey, people can change. With self-awareness and effort, today's blame shifter can become tomorrow's loving, accountable partner. Now next, if you'd like to discover how to get the man and relationship you want fast specifically for you, then take our free love quiz at getlovequiz.com or subscribe and click the link in the description or comments below this training now to get that.